Welcome to Covenant Church's Sermon Discussion. This conversation happens most Wednesdays on Facebook Live between me, Michelle Lichty, the Communication Director at Covenant, and the Preaching Pastor from the previous Sunday. If you haven't already, I recommend listening to the sermon before listening to our discussion. Well, good afternoon. I'm Michelle Lichty, and I am here today with Brentley Jordan. Good to see you, Michelle. Good to see you too, Brentley. And we are here to discuss your sermon from this past Sunday. The title is simply, What? Yeah. <laughs> and it's based on Luke chapter 2, verses 1 through 20. Now, we're doing something totally different than I've ever experienced here at Covenant. And we're, we are going to be in the same passage all of December. And then, of mm -hmm. course, the first Sunday of Advent. So that includes November. And we're still in November. It's hard to believe. Yeah. Um, and so, and we're going to be focusing on just one aspect of the same story each Sunday and Christmas Eve. So we're one question, I guess, which is, we were just talking before we went live, extremely difficult for me as a journalist to focus on one question. I, and like, ignore the rest. Exactly. For now. <laughs> for, for, now for now. We yeah. will get those covered. Yeah. But but the what's in this past in this passage of Luke chapter two, verses one through twenty, you came out with you you brought out four what's of what's happening. Yes. So a census, a journey, a baby's birth, and a big announcement. And and so, yeah, I thought we were talking, I thought it'd be fun if we just walked through those and there were a number of questions that I asked in the sermon mm -hmm. and thought it'd be enjoyable for you and I to just walk through those questions, kind of it's one or two questions about each of those what's. Yes, I thought that was a great idea. And let's see, I, I'm looking at my notes. I don't have your notes in front of me. Yeah. FYI, if you're watching and you think, oh, I would really like to look at those questions. I didn't get them all written down. You can go to our blog and we have posted Brentley's notes on our blog under the sermon, sermon series title, which is Examine the Mystery. So if you look for that, then you'll see Brentley's notes. You can download them as a PDF and look through them. The questions are in green, you told me before yeah. we started. So. My the first question I have is how do I respond when something massively inconvenient happens? Yes, there you go. So let's let's think there about that. Just share a little bit. How how do we respond when when something massively inconvenient happens? Well, the funny thing is, is I just finished writing today's e-news, and honestly, it's usually what on earth, which is yeah. the title of this week's e-news. Oh, nice, <laughs> nice. Yeah, what on earth? I, I'm usually really put out by it. Yeah. I think you said the same thing in your sermon. I don't remember what your illustration was. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it was uh didn't give a specific one, but just mm. uh, well, you know, thinking um, you know, I felt bad mentioning this, but I felt inconvenienced that I had to wait in line for an hour and a half uh to vote. Um oh and yeah. uh, you know, and, and we felt inconvenienced by all the COVID restrictions. Um, mm -hmm. and, and the reality is, I mean, just thinking through, you know, inconvenient things happen all the time. And when something inconvenient happens, um, what kind of grumbling, 
what is what is that doing in my heart? Um, mm. And and what kind of conversation am I having with the Lord in the midst of inconvenience? And 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 the question was just to to kind of put us into the story uh, of Luke two one through twenty, and to just begin imagining and empathizing with um, Mary and Joseph had to head out on this ninety mile walk um, that may have been a ten day journey. Um, and that's massively inconvenient. I, I wonder how they were uh, responding to the Lord in the midst of that massive inconvenience. I, I wonder how much they were grumbling about the government or gr- you know grumbling about this or that. Um, or I wonder how much they had this posture that that said, God, we we trust your plan in all of this. Yeah. And, and and we don't know for sure, but right. but in order to step into the story, it's helpful for us to think, how do I respond in the midst of massive inconvenience? Mm-hmm. And, and, and my challenge that, you know, that the spirit gives me as I step into that is how I should respond in the, the midst of a massive inconvenience is, is I should respond by talking to the Lord about it. And, right. and the Lord's going to begin to shape my heart and my response to that situation. Um, yeah. But it's important to talk to him about it. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I was just thinking, I mean, it's been a while since I've been, you know, eight or nine months pregnant. <laughs> it's been a yeah. long while, actually. Yeah. But I was just thinking of walking those 90 miles, like, oh my gosh, my back, my feet, my hamstrings, my, you know, my hips. Oh, and, yeah. You know, I just, just that inconvenience, um, you know, and how much it hurt. And I was so comfortable. Right. Yeah. I didn't have to walk that much. I had a comfortable bed to sleep in. I wasn't sleeping on the ground. Yeah. I mean, right. So then we, it helps put into perspective my inconveniences, right? Like standing uh, in line a mile, and, uh, you know, an hour and a half to vote. I did too. But, um, mm-hmm. you know, God provided a friend in yeah. line and, oh, who I cool. hadn't chatted with for a long time, mm-hmm. you know. And mm-hmm. so just looking for God's provision in the midst of the inconvenience can also yeah. help change our perspective. Oh yeah. 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 Well, what about, what about the next one? Um, as we think about, uh, the journey. So, um, uh, where did I go here? Oh yeah. yeah the, the first journey. one was the census, the census, you know, and the, the which required the journey. That's true. Um, yeah. And I so don't have a question think about for that. <laughs> what is a wild journey you've been on? Ah, a wild journey I've been on. Yeah. Well, I, interestingly enough, I was just talking with one of our coworkers. Her niece is getting married in January, and we were as we were chatting, I was just reminded of my journey from being single to being married uh-huh. and how many times like so my husband and I got married in January of 95. Mm-hmm. My work contract ran out in May. We moved from Iowa to Colorado for eight weeks. And then we moved from Colorado to Illinois and, and lived in one location for three or four months. And then we moved to another location for another six to eight months. And then we, while we were raising support to be on staff with campus crusade for Christ, then we moved to Florida. Uh And then a year later, after we moved to Florida, I got pregnant and then we bought a house and then we moved into the house. And then I had four kids in five and a half years. 
I felt that's quite a journey. Oh yeah. So yeah, I felt so shell shocked. It was like so much major life change in a short amount of time. Yeah. And I think that's, you know, the, the point to asking that question was just acknowledging, okay, um, there's, uh, set aside for a moment the massive inconvenience of the census and that they had to do this. And this did involve this wild journey. And and mm-hmm. I don't know, were, was there any part of Mary and Joseph um, that they looked at this as an adventure they were mm. embarking on? Um, mm-hmm. uh, maybe that they did or didn't want to go on, but um, yeah, just trying to step in and think, okay, what was that like for them to enter this wild journey? And 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 we empathize or feel that as we think about, you know, your wild journey of all those moves. Um, you know, the things that came to mind for me were um, mission trips that I've been mm-hmm. on and mm-hmm. things that I've done on that mission trip that were just, um, yeah, just kind of wild journeys with unexpected terms. Um, and, and that's, that's, fun to think about and remember those. Right. So there's an aspect of what, what Joseph and Mary did that it was a wild journey um, and probably incredibly, you know, I love the, the movie, the nativity. Mm. um, And one of the things that they depict in that journey is the bonding that happens between Mary and Joseph during that journey. Mm. And, you know, and we don't know that that's how it was, but it's, it's fun to imagine and wonder, right. you know, I wonder if that journey did create this much stronger bond between the two of them. Oh, um, yeah. That's fun to imagine. Yeah, it is fun to imagine. And it's, it's interesting to think about, you know, the question of, okay, with my wild journey, mm-hmm. did that bond me closer to my husband? Oh, good. Um, yeah. Did it mm-hmm. bond me closer to, to God in the mm-hmm. midst of all of that change? And I would say yes to both of that. Mm-hmm. Both of those things, I think, were very true mm-hmm. of, of that journey of those first 10 years of our marriage. And yeah. Um, yeah. And then who, you know, who, what other person uh, entered my life in the midst of that, you know, what other friendships I'm thinking of one friendship in particular, who we still get together. We try to get together once a month for lunch. And we met in the midst of that journey. Mm. Um, so yeah, that's interesting to ponder and think about. And then also in turn, be grateful, right? Yeah. Like that Uh God works in the midst of inconveniences and he works in the midst of incredible, of crazy journeys. Yeah. To bring him, bring us closer to him. Yeah. Yeah. So there was a census, a journey, and then um, a baby's birth. Mm-hmm. So let's look at. Um, oh, so one of the questions here, um, you know, there was first just remembering, you know, whether it's the birth of one of your children or your own birth right. story that you've heard, but then moving, jumping to the next one and thinking about um, have, have you, you ever felt like everything is going wrong? Uh, yes. As I'm sure at some point, Mary and Joseph <laughs> thought in uh, when all of that, you know, when Jesus is being born in a stable. Right. Um, yeah. Yes. Uh-huh. Yes. I have thought that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to yeah. think of when that, ha- that was. I probably actually the year before I accepted this position that, I, that I'm in right now, it just felt like everything was going wrong. I knew yeah. I needed to leave the job I was in. 
And I was applying and applying and applying for positions and interviewing and interviewing and interviewing and that mm-hmm. would go nowhere. And I was like, what, God, what is going wrong? What am I doing wrong? Yeah. What's wrong with me? So it was more, not so much the circumstances, although the circumstances made me question me, myself. Yeah. Right? So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's fascinating. And then God yeah. was like, yeah, no, I've got this position for you in a different state, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, you know, we always look at those things differently in hindsight. Um, I, the things that come to mind for me, just different times where, you know, difficult circumstances in a, in uh, several areas of life kind of collide. There's, you know, there's a relational difficulty and then there's a, you know, a home repair problem and then a complication at work. And, and those things kind of collide at the same time. And, mm-hmm. and, and I could think of several times when, when that happens. And then, um, so just how, how am I feeling in the midst of that? How, how might Mary and Joseph have been feeling in the midst of that? Um, and again, like before, what, what kind of conversation am I having with the Lord when, right. when it honestly feels like everything is going wrong? And, right. you know, and I love the, the pattern that Job, that we see in the book of Job, where it's right and it makes sense. Uh, Job comes to the Lord and he lays it all out. God, why is this happening? This shouldn't happen. Why this is this is terrible? Yes. And why? And and in the end, um, the thing that Job did that was so right, um, it wasn't anything particular about the way he presented his um, his complaints, but it was the direction of his complaints. Mm-hmm. They went to the Lord, and and that was right. Um, mm, mm-hmm. so, so when we're feeling like everything is going wrong, then the right thing to do is to go to the Lord with that. He's, right. he's not going to be grading or evaluating how we're going to him. He, he just wants us to go to him. Right. I'm just, I would, I, as we were talking, I was just thinking about, you know, what if my husband was Joseph and I was Mary, like what, yeah. what would that look like? And all I could <laughs> All I could hear is my husband apologizing over and over and over again. Like, this is not the way I want it to be. This is awful. And I'm so sorry. And then I'm oh, yeah. like, it's fine. It's fine. Just get me on a bed of straw. Like, I'm yeah, like, Please yeah. Just, I just need to sit down or, yeah. down or whatever. And, uh, you know, and just be assuring and he'd be so feeling so horrible about it. And, um, you know, and I, and I also just wonder how much of, how much of it they understood from the prophecy. Oh yeah. Yeah. Right. Like, do mm-hmm. they understand like, okay, no, this is the way it's supposed to be. We are supposed mm-hmm. to be in Bethlehem because that's where Jesus needs to be born. Yeah. Um, yeah I wonder, I want, you know, I don't, we don't know how mm-hmm. much they understood and how much they didn't understand yeah. um, in the moment, but yeah. yeah. And again, it's one of those things where circumstances can either turn us inward mm-hmm. towards ourselves and our own inconvenience and our own problems and our own frustrations, or we can turn outward and look up to Jesus, just like what you said, or to God saying, yeah. um, you know, voicing our complaints to God uh, instead of to each other. Yeah, to each other or just keeping it to yourself and 
and letting bitterness grow and you listen right. to the, you know, to the evil one's lies. And that just, that just adds to bitterness. And, and the evil one says, you know, you don't deserve this. You know, look, look what God is allowing, look at this horrible. And you just, you go deeper and deeper into bitterness. Um, so it's, it's exiting that conversation and having the conversation with the Lord instead. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, you know, looking at this story of, of what, what, happened with Mary and Joseph reminds us that the the way God works is um, we walk through some pretty inconvenient stuff here in this broken world, being broken people. And that's yeah. that's part of the way he works with us. Working with God isn't jumping onto the smoothest path and enjoying luxury for the rest of our life. It's, um, it's sure. you know, it's kind of a messy road and that's if that's what if that's what God had for Mary and Joseph as they were bringing Jesus into the world, then why would I expect that God would have a smooth, simple path for me when when I obey Him? Um, right. Just it's just so it just it helps us understand the way God interacts with His people. Yeah, absolutely. And then from the baby's birth, we go to this big announcement. That's right. Yeah. And the angels showing up on the scene. Yeah. Yeah. So then the question there is, um, you know, first in a fun way, just thinking about what are times that you've been terrified or startled. Um, but then, you know, moving to the more the more serious question is, mm-hmm. have you had moments in your lifetime when heaven has been opened or revealed and when your heart has felt the touch uh, or the voice or the presence of God? And just what have been the the extraordinary and and the the more ordinary moments in life when that has happened when when the lord has just shown up in an obvious mm. way and, mm-hmm. and made something more of himself known to you mm-hmm. yeah i mean you know i think probably the most vivid and ordinary experience mm-hmm. i've had of that is one day, and I don't know if I've told this story before, but one day um, when we lived in Illinois, my kids were probably elementary school and I looked like they were all outside playing and I looked around and I just remember feeling so exhausted. And I looked around and the floor was just covered with crumbs. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, so I go and get the broom And I start sweeping the floor and I'm like, God, I can't do this anymore. I'm exhausted. And all I can see is stuff that needs to be done. It's just so Mm -hmm. much that needs to be done. And he brought to mind, the Holy Spirit brought to mind the verse from Galatians 5 that says, do not grow weary in doing good for in Mm -hmm. due time, you will reap a harvest. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, sweeping my floor is doing good. Yeah. <laughs> and the yeah. was like, yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah. And yes, you're going to have to do it again, mm-hmm. but don't grow weary. Yeah. Just keep doing good mm-hmm. and, and keep raising your children and discipline, you know, training your children. And, um, and it was, it, you know, it's so, it's such an ordinary day such an ordinary activity but I you know like just as we were talking about I just I took my complaints to God 
And he responded in a way and he responded and I wasn't expecting a response at all. Yeah. And that I think is what makes it real special and Mm -hmm. so memorable. Yeah. 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 I think about, um, you know, and I love that. I love that the Lord provides for us both the extraordinary and the ordinary where, um, you know, there are a few extraordinary times where, where many of us can probably recall God revealing something to us. And those are the times that we'll remember that moment and that that thing, that message, we'll remember it for the rest of our life. Mm-hmm. And, and praise be to God for giving us those gifts. Um, mm-hmm. And there's also those times in the more common ones that, that we have a moment really experiencing the Lord. And that's not necessarily something where I'm going to remember that moment and that message for the rest of my life. Yet, yet it was still very real uh, a real example of God revealing himself to me in that moment. And, and I love that God gives us both the extraordinary mm-hmm. and, and the ordinary moments in that sense. Um, I think of, you know, I, I mentioned this briefly, I think on Sunday is just the, the ordinary moments of being in worship with God's people mm-hmm. um, on Sunday mornings and, and where uh, the Holy spirit will pick a phrase that we're singing. And, and I feel like, um, all of a sudden, my mind and heart will just come alive, and I'll realize, you know, one one recently was singing about, um, you know, our God, worship the God who was and is and is to come, um, and just God reminding me through His Spirit in that moment that regardless of all of the circumstances that you know any of the circumstances going on right now that that are frustrating for me personally, um, mm-hmm. all of that was just kind of got faded and and dim and went away and in that moment i was just being reminded by the spirit that um that god he is he was and he ever will evermore will be and this god can be trusted and 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 i you know breaking down in tears and um you know and those are always funny moments when you start crying and you have to blow your nose and then you're gonna have to walk up and stand in front of people in a few minutes and <laughs> think this, this is uncomfortable but but um but there's just a beautiful thing that the Lord does in our hearts on, on any given Sunday morning as, as the Spirit uses some of those words that we're singing and, and penetrates and shows us that this that you're singing, this is real. And, mm-hmm. and then we, we feel, we re, we're reminded of the, the validity of it, and, and we feel it in that moment. Yeah. Uh, and I, I'm grateful that the Lord uh, cares enough to give us those ordinary moments, as well as the extraordinary uh, ones. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So the, the last question, uh, and maybe you have that in front of you, is just kind of looking at this, this whole thing and, and stepping back and asking, okay, what, what difference is it making in your life that our Savior has come and is coming again? Hmm. It, you know, because for the shepherds, you know, uh, their reflex response was they're going to go out and tell everybody. Um and right. that's always challenging for us to hear this story. And, you know, it's a story we've heard so many times before. Um, and um, what difference is it making in my life today, this week, that that my Savior has come and will come again? Hmm. That's a, yeah, that is an interesting question. I think, um, yeah, the challenge is, am I telling anyone? And mm-hmm. also, I, as I was, as I'm reflecting on that question of what is my response, 
I'm reminded of um, the devotion I read this morning from Biola, the Advent devotional. Mm-hmm. And, and it was talking about the tension of living with joy and with other people's sorrow. Ah, interesting. Yeah. And I was like, you know, and s- the poem was about a garden and the joy mm. of cultivating the garden and that sometimes her neighbors come and they want to diminish her joy with their sorrow and she refuses and then they walk away angry. And so I'm like, mm. well, that is a really interesting um like what difference does it make, right? Like, wow, Jesus became God, became yeah. a baby, mm-hmm. helpless, gave up all power. You know, I'm just, which of course brings up the uh, Aladdin movie, right? The huh. genie. <laughs> oh, that's funny. I wouldn't have well, thought about that, but know, now like, I do. Yeah. yeah, I know, right? Like when he talks, I can't even remember the line. I wish I could say it, quote, quote it word for word but he's like amazing power of the universe and a oh. little titty bitty um, oh yeah star, right yeah. Uh-huh. Um, which is even more amazing because god had all the power and came mm-hmm. to live in this tiny tiny oh, vessel yeah. with yeah. no power at all yeah that is mind-boggling mind-blowing so when mm-hmm. i think about that and i meditate on that and i think He did that for me, like what kind of joy, deep abiding joy in the midst of the hard and the horrible of this world, does that, does that bring me? And am I living into that joy while acknowledging the sorrow and, and hardness of this life? Yeah. That's just, yeah, that's 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 what I'm thinking about right now. Yeah. 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 I think about, you know, the, my savior came and he's coming again. And, and that impacts the way I treat my kids. It impacts how I talk to them and what I talk to them about. It impacts Mm. the way I treat my wife. Um, It impacts the way I treat just people in general. Um, It impacts the way I handle temptation. Um, If, if my savior came and he's coming again, then then that that just has every implication for how I walk through life, treating people, treating, you know, mm. responding to temptation. Um, and so I, I want to have that at the forefront of my mind. Um, if if my savior came and is coming again, um, then that's that's a story I need to be telling people. That's a savior I need to be following. That's a, a life posture that I need to be looking at and being a disciple of. Um, so how can I do that as I'm a father and a husband and, mm-hmm. and a friend and a worker? And um, so it, it really um, should and can impact everything we do. It, you mm-hmm. know, it should, um, I should have that in the back of my mind as I'm choosing, you know, the things I listen to or the kind of entertainment I use or, you know, what I do with my money. Um, mm. the, the fact that I have a savior who came and came will come again. It, it impacts everything. And, right. and this story is 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 significant in um in in part of uh, just helping me realize this Savior who came and will come again. Mm. Amen. Yes. Well, Brentley, I so appreciate your time. Yeah. Today. Oh, thanks for the conversation. 
Yes. And talking about the what's of Luke chapter two. Yes. And next week I'll be talking with David about, do you remember the question? When. When. Yes. Okay. What, when, who, where, and why? I'm not going to remember that order. That's okay. You know, because you I was taught when who, what, like, when, where, why, how. Exactly. We're, so we're that's, I'm like, that. why aren't we going in the, in the, the in the yeah. right order? <laughs> 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 who, what, when, where, why? <laughs> yeah. Still ends with why. What, when, who, where, why. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. I can't, I can't remember that, but that's okay. I don't have to. <laughs> that's right. That's Just have right. to come on Sunday morning and be, yeah. be ready to listen and yeah. engage with the same passage, which I think is, you know, it's something we haven't done before, but I also think it's really helpful just to be soaking in the same passage so we can be like, okay, what else, what else can we see? It just yeah. shows the depth of, of scripture and that there's something we can learn every time we read. Yeah. And it acknowledges where we are in the Christmas season. We're thinking about mm-hmm. the, the Christmas story. Um, so let's, let's just, guide and focus that thinking uh it's it's where our mind often is anyway Uh, right so let's let's run with that yeah absolutely well thank you brentley for your time today you bet and thank you to our audience for joining us whether you've joined us live on facebook or later on our podcast or on our blog we are grateful for the time you spent with us um, in luke chapter two have a great day thanks 